Welcome back to Hard Facts. So listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info, I am Sandra Ezekwasili. The newsroom just took you around the world in two minutes. And now it's time for the big hard fact. From now until six, I'm looking at one big issue in Nigeria today. One, are our elderly loved ones safe from COVID-19? I'm asking because we've seen in all the countries where this virus has hit that the old folks have the highest death rates. Actually, that's today's biggest hard fact. Today's big hard fact. In China and Italy, more than half of the deaths from COVID-19 have been people aged 70 and older. So while this disease is a serious concern for everybody, it is especially serious for the elders. And so our news team did a special report about how old people in Nigeria are feeling about the arrival of COVID-19. Let's talk afterwards, but now, here is the report. The world continues to battle with an unseen enemy officially known as coronavirus. Coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, is waging its war in over 187 countries worldwide. And as at the time of filing this report, it has claimed the lives of over 35,000 persons worldwide. The number of infected persons is getting close to a million. Data from China, where the outbreak began in Wuhan in December 2019, shows older and elderly people aged 60 and above are the most vulnerable to COVID-19. Now, emerging research from Italy, the second most affected country in the world, is also showing just how dangerous COVID-19 is for older people and others with heart, lung, and immunological conditions. This reality has got most elderly people worried. Nigeria is also reporting confirmed cases of the coronavirus daily, although with few deaths so far. The elderly here are even more troubled about the recent development as most of them have never seen anything close to such in their lifetime. Eze Maduka Benedict is 74 years old. He has never heard of such virus before and believes it is a time of reflection. Nobody has had it before, coronavirus. So in a situation whereby we don't know, this virus has not been in focus before, have not been discussed. We can't have everything to God. It's only, it's only our God that can say, no, my children, you don't belong. And let everybody start to reflect. Let us go to our drawing board and know that God is able and abundantly able to do all things. Benedict's position was corroborated by a few more elders who also shared their experiences. No, 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 no. What we had when we were young was the influenza. And they said people used to run to the back of, the, of their houses to go and hide. That was in the 50s. But before now, we've not heard anything like this. Oh. Uh, not something really like that. During Ebola, we had a mini lockdown. But this, we've not witnessed, I've not witnessed something like this before. This is totally out of place. It's not, it's not a very severe virus, this one. Maybe the one I have in Europe is severe than what you have here. Are you... See, to be honest to you, I don't isolate myself anyhow. I just take care. If I see somebody coughing, I go the other way. The question now is, why are older people more vulnerable to this virus? Dr. Frederick Unoibuhai, Nigeria Info's resident doctor, explains this. About 75% of people who are elderly usually have um, what we call pre-morbid medical conditions. They have previous medical problems. So that's, those medical conditions reduce their immunity. We say they are immunocompromised or immunosuppressed, actually. Now, when they have COVID-19 infection, their immune system cannot mount adequate response 
to the infection. Normally, it's a flu. Your body's supposed to deal with it at least on extent. But for these individuals, the body cannot fight it. Following this, many affected countries, including Nigeria, have put up several measures to contain the virus. One of such moves is for residents to stay at home. Presently, some parts of the country are on lockdown as the Nigerian authorities seek to stop the spread of COVID-19. The older ones are also affected and believe it is the right thing to do. Well, what can the elders do? <laughs> we have to take care of our lives and uh, preserve ourselves. So we stay indoor and try as much as possible to eat healthy and to be healthy. I, I don't think I have much problem with that. Even if it's affecting elderly, uh, the fact still remains that you have some instructions to follow. And uh, nothing to fear about when you strictly adhere to the instructions that have been uh, that have been given to you. You follow it to the letters, then you know that uh, you keep all the hygiene instructions. Then, uh, then you give the rest to God uh, to take care of for you. Well, I'm home. I stay home, except I'm going to buy my newspaper. I come home and I have my. Uh, what they call it, uh, sanitizers, and uh, I have my prayers, which are more important than even the sanitizers. I don't go anywhere except I'm going to somewhere very important, but I respect and obey the social distance uh, thing, even when I'm buying my newspapers. And thereafter, I have my spray. Well, as the elderly ones continue to follow the directives given by the authorities, Dr. Frederick has some advice for them. We just don't want the infection to get to them. That's the best we can do right now. So we tell them, at least, please stay at home, wash your hands, don't touch your face, use a sanitizer, um, observe the physical distancing, please. And um, they should do well to ensure that their immunity is fine. That's all for now. Mr. Benedict, who has continued to stay indoors with his family in the area of Lagos, also has some words for other older people around. Elderly people should know that the elderly is a big thing. It's only God that gives, that makes one to be an elder. Therefore, all elderly people should be very, very careful. Um, one important thing I want to chip in to this, our elderly people, is to drink enough water. So please, let every elderly people be very serious about this. The lessons we learn from older people could help us treat and prevent the spread. Nigeria Info is appealing to all, including the younger generation, to always check and encourage the elderly ones as the nation continues to fight this common enemy. This report was packaged by Babatunde Prat for 99.3 Nigeria Info. to the newsroom for that special report. Really quite touching to hear what the elderly among us are thinking about COVID-19. And now, I, I want us to talk to an expert about what all of us, young and old, should expect in the coming weeks and how best, as a society, we can fight COVID-19. You're still listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. Our guest worked for over a decade as a World Bank M&E consultant on malaria control. He was also part of the national response to the Ebola outbreak in 2014. He's a friend of the show, Chief Andy Obofrebo. Welcome back uh, to Hard Facts. Uh, Great to be here, Sandra. Some people are saying the reaction to COVID-19 is exaggerated. We're black people. This is Africa. COVID-19 is not as deadly as Ebola, for example. So why is there so much more noise about COVID-19, Chief uh, Obofarewo? Well, simply put, COVID-19 is killing more people. Um, COVID-19 is killing people at a much faster rate than other things because you you know people will point out and tell you that oh the the fatality rate for covid-19 is lower than you know say you know ebola for instance but um what that doesn't take into account is it also has a very high infection rate you know so you have a, a virus like covid um, like um, ebola 
killed most of the people who get it, but not a lot of people get it. So, but, but with COVID-19, far more people will get it. Now, a smaller percentage of those people will die. But by the time you calculate the percentage of people who die from it, you multiply that by, by the rate of people who will get it, you get a very large number. A number larger than any infectious disease probably in the last century. We're looking at a flu that will be probably, if care is not taken, as deadly as the great influenza pandemic of 1918. So when you look at those reasons, uh, it is extremely um, um, careless of us to say, oh, we shouldn't be worried about COVID-19. We have to be worried. Now, I've heard Nigerians say we handled Ebola here so we can handle COVID-19 very well as well. Is that true? And uh, why is it true? Or why is that not true? Well, it's completely false uh, <laughs> because, you know, every infectious disease is different. So I worked in mal with malaria for, like you said, over 10 years. And with malaria, you're not worried about the same things you are with Ebola mm -hmm. or influenza, like, like you know, like COVID-19, mm -hmm. simply because malaria doesn't spread from one person to the other. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, you contract malaria, you're not going to give it to your co-workers. Mm -hmm. You know, only a mosquito can give somebody malaria. Mm -hmm. But... To be clear, can a mosquito give us uh, COVID-19? No. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yes. So, uh, but now, when you're talking about something like Ebola, mm -hmm. a human being will give Ebola to another human being, right? So, the things you do to tackle malaria, which cannot spread from human to human, are obviously different from the things you would do for Ebola that spreads from human to human. Hmm. You need different methodology. Now, let's compare Ebola to COVID-19. Even though they are both human to human, they both spread from human to human, they spread in different ways. And COVID-19 is a more insidious spreader. What I mean by that is, with Ebola, you, you have an incubation period before the person starts to show symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's when the person starts to show symptoms that they're contagious. Mm -hmm. During the incubation period, they're not contagious. Mm -hmm. So when the person starts, you know, you know, they have the fever and all of that, at that point, um, their bodily fluids become contagious, mm -hmm. right? With COVID-19, the person is contagious even before they show symptoms. Mm -hmm. Before they show symptoms. Mm. Now, what does that mean in practical terms for those who are trying to fight these diseases? With Ebola, you know that, ah, if Sandra has a normal temperature, I don't have to worry about Sandra. She's not spreading the Ebola to anybody. Mm. So what do you do? You set up, you put thermometers everywhere. You put temperature scanners everywhere. And you're pointing those temperature scanner guns at anybody that is passing. Pium, 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 pium. Why are you doing that? Anybody with an elevated temperature, you put them aside because this one is a suspect. They could not only have Ebola, mm -hmm. but they could be spreading it to people. Mm -hmm. So you now put those ones aside, right? Mm -hmm. But if you do that, you have a very strong confidence that you have captured most, if not all the people in your society with Ebola. Mm. You can capture them quickly because you know once they have the temperature up, they can spread. If they don't have the temperature up, they can't spread. Hmm. But you don't Which have... Why you don't have... It was difficult to spot the index case that brought this into Nigeria. Exactly. It's difficult to spot the index case, or shall I say index cases, you know, because cases. a lot of them, most of them were contagious before they had any symptoms. So you land at the airport, they scan you, your Twitter temperature scanner, pium, pium, pium. It tells you, oh... Perfectly normal temperature. Mm -hmm. And if your healthcare system is only set up to handle this thing like the way it handled Ebola, Ebola. it will tell you, okay, let that man through. Mm. But that man is actually not just infected, but contagious, but contagious already spreading the virus. Huh. So the attitude that, oh, the things we did with Ebola are enough to, to handle COVID-19 is part of the reason why we have the problem we have today. Because... The reason why they didn't shut the airports, the reason why they didn't shut the borders, was simply that they felt putting scanners at the airports was going to be enough mm. because that was enough for Ebola. Mm. But if the people at the high enough levels of decision making mm. had sat down and, like, you know, stopped congratulating themselves for Ebola mm. and said, look, you know, this one spreads more dangerously than Ebola, it spreads even before we can detect it. Mm. Sandra, if you know. 
if you remember while you're making your decision mm -hmm. as a policymaker mm -hmm. that this disease will spread even from somebody who doesn't have symptoms, mm -hmm. isn't this natural answer to say then, I shouldn't wait for people to have symptoms. <laughs> Anybody coming in, mm -hmm. stop them. But that was not done because we conquered Ebola so we can conquer COVID-19. So that's the point of social distancing. The point of social distancing is to bring down the infection rate of the virus. That's right. Because once you know it's a virus that spreads even from people who you don't know have it, mm. you have to now treat the entire society as if everybody has it. Mm. So when you do that, you say, okay, you know what? You, as you're leaving your house or doing anything you're doing, pretend you have COVID-19. Mm. So treat yourself the way you treat yourself if we've given you a positive COVID-19 result. Mm. It means don't touch anybody. Mm. It means don't touch things other people are touching. Mm. It means sanitize your hand before you touch what other people are touching. Mm. So that's one. Then on the other side, pretend everybody else has COVID-19 mm. and you don't have it. Mm. So that means don't touch anybody. Mm -hmm. That means after you touch somebody, sanitize and wash your hands before you touch your face. Mm. You know, so that's the only way because we are fighting in the dark mm. because we don't know who has it and who doesn't have it. Mm. So once it's like that, mm -hmm. you have to just take these extreme measures like social distancing. Mm -hmm. They also work toward to in in, um, in, in uh, epidemiology and in public health. We talk about something called the reproduction rate, okay. but it's the same thing as saying the infection rate. Okay. What basically the reproduction rate is, if I have COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. How many people do we estimate that I, a single person, will give COVID-19 to? Hmm. Is it one person? Is it two? Is it three? Is it five? Once it's more than two, mm -hmm. we have a serious problem on our hands. Mm. Right now, um, and what determines that number? The number is determined by how easily the, 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 the disease spreads. Mm. So a disease like um, Ebola, Ebola was high. It was like in the, like around two, mm. like around just a bit lower than two. Okay. Yes, because Ebola, any of your bodily fluids can spread it. Okay. Uh, a disease like HIV is a bit lower, maybe one and a half, okay. because even though it can spread from, you know, blood and um, genital fluids, mm -hmm. You really have to do something serious to give somebody HIV. You have to have sexual intercourse with them mm -hmm. or blood transfusion or share an injection needle. Mm -hmm. It's not as casual as Ebola, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's less likely. Now, so I've said HIV was around like one, one and a half. Um, um, Ebola was around like two, just less than two. Okay. Right now, we are estimating that COVID-19's reproduction rate is somewhere between three and four. Wow. So... It's one of the big boys. Like, the only diseases I've seen that um, mm. have higher reproduction rates mm -hmm. than COVID-19 mm -hmm. are the ones that I read about in books when I was doing training me, with ones that we've already conquered. Stuff like um, measles, um, polio, smallpox. Mm. Like, the big boys. The mm. ones that were so bad that once we got vaccines for them, mm -hmm. we made it mandatory that you must give your babies these vaccines because mm. if these diseases come back, mm -hmm. it's going to be bloody. Okay. All right. We just played a special report about old people and COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Our big hard fact is that in China and Italy, half of the dead are 70 years old and above. So a lot of people, because of this, are saying COVID-19 isn't a disease that young people should worry about. Do you agree? Anyone who says because they're young and this disease is killing mostly old people and so they don't have to worry about it, my answer to them is do they want to kill their grandmother? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're saying. Because even though this disease is killing mostly old people, mm -hmm. it's mostly being spread by young people. Uh, South Korea did a; they've had the most massive testing okay. in the world. Okay. They are all actually not just testing people who are suspected cases; they're testing everybody. Okay. Like they're just doing random tests of everybody. Mm -hmm. And among, it, they found that among people who have the disease without symptoms mm -hmm. and symptomatic people, forty percent of them are between the ages of 20 and 40. 
Okay. So almost half the people who have the disease are between 20 and 40. By the time you count people younger, people are up to 50, it's more than half. Hmm. So most of the people who have this disease in the world are young. Hmm. It's just that most of the people that are dying from it are old. Hmm. So what do we ex- get from that? It means that young people are giving old people the virus mm-hmm. and it's killing old people. So if as a young person you decide that ah you don't have to worry about it, you can live your life because it won't kill you, hmm. uh, congratulations, you just killed your grandmother. Congratulations, you just killed your father. Like, is that really what we want? Are we not, as a society, meant to protect the most vulnerable among us, including our elderly? And it's not just the elderly, it's also people with pre-existing conditions. Like, I myself now, I have a respiratory condition, I'm asthmatic. It means I am one of the people at risk. Um, people with heart conditions, people with obesity, people with diabetes, like there are a whole range of people who are also at risk or at higher risk. Mm-hmm. And then if you as a young person feel, oh, well, I'm young, mm-hmm. they, they didn't say it doesn't kill young people. They say it's a lower likelihood probability. Mm-hmm. So those of you who do betting, sports betting, <laughs> you know odds. It does not mean that you must win. You may also lose. It's odds. Mm. Your odds are better than an old woman's odds. Mm-hmm. Your odds are like saying Liverpool um, will win the league this year, mm-hmm. or maybe not, thank God. <laughs> While an old woman's um, odds are like saying West Brom will win the league. So it's just a matter of anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to be careful. When the experts like you talk about fighting COVID-19, we hear them say stuff like flatten the curve. What does that mean in regular English? Yeah, I, you know, we talk about flattening the curve as if everybody's a statistician. But in let me in simple English, eh, it means emptying the hospital, okay. keeping the hospital empty. Okay. See, eh, imagine that all the hospitals in Nigeria, all the clinics were just one big hospital, like bring them all together. Mm-hmm. A big hospital hall with lots of beds, all the beds, in all 100,000 beds in Nigeria inside that hospital. Mm-hmm. All the doctors in Nigeria, all the nurses, they're all there inside that one room, mm-hmm. big room. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is sick enters the room and gets treated. If we have too many people entering the hospital room at once, we won't be able to treat everybody, right? Mm. So there's 100,000 beds. If 20,000 people are sick and they come, we can treat them, no problem. Mm-hmm. But once you get to 100,000, 200,000, people have to wait. Mm. And as people are waiting, they are dying. Mm. So when we say flatten the curve, what we mean is that we try and make sure that at any point in time, the number of people who need to be inside that hospital mm-hmm. is smaller than the number of people the hospital can manage. Mm. So how do we go about making sure that the hospital doesn't get full? How do we go about making sure that the number of people in the hospital are people that the hospital can manage? Yeah, it's two things. Uh, The first is increasing the size of the hospital. Okay. More beds, more ICU units, okay. more ventilators, more doctors and nurses because you can boost all the equipment there. If you don't have enough medical staff to run it, it's not going to work. So you increase all those things. So that now takes us from maybe 100,000 beds to 200,000 okay. by God's grace and up and up. So that's one thing. The other thing you do is reduce the number of people who need to come to hospital. Okay. So you do that by social distancing. Because every day, like we said, the reproduction rate for this virus is like three. Mm. So that means over the course of this season, one person will infect three people. Mm -hmm. And those three people will also infect another nine people. Mm -hmm. And those nine people will infect 27 people. Mm -hmm. So you see how it's growing. That's right. So you have to stop that growth. Mm. If you take... if now the way you do it is you keep people in their houses Mm -hmm. so now if i'm stuck in my house i can't go and infect three people Mm -hmm. maybe i'll infect only one right Mm -hmm. so instead of i infect the three people in my house uh, but all of you are staying inside the house together so they cannot infect Uh, Uh, yeah it turns out that my three is the same as your three if we're in the same house yeah so we're just there reinfecting each other all together five or six of us together in there until the whole thing goes Mm. Uh now but we didn't take it out into the society into the wider network Mm. so now at the end you look at it and maybe you've brought the infection rate down from three to two or to one Mm. so one person infects one that one affects another one. So it's, 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 it's a much slower rate of growth. That's right. So it will be harder to fill up your hospitals. Hmm. Now, now, if there's no cure right now and there's no vaccine right now, 
how long are we going to have to maintain this social distancing? Because if you say, for instance, Lagos is locked down for for the next few days, um, Ogun will start on Friday, uh, Abuja locked down as long with Lagos as well, River State also locked down, Kaduna, Niger, all these places locked down. Uh, who's to say that when we come back, we're not just going to come back and start reinfecting each other again? I mean, there's no cure, there's no vaccine. How long are we going to have to maintain social distancing? Will this virus naturally die out? This this is a great central question. And it's a question that most policymakers don't want to answer. Um, So that's why you have two choices in a situation like this. Mm. The first choice is one that only Britain tried and then they ran away from it, which is allow people to just move around as much as they can. Um, You know that eventually people will get infected anyway. So let a few people get infected now and they will get out of the way and they will build up immunity and it won't come back. Mm. But the problem with that is that a lot of people will get sick at once and your hospitals will get overloaded and a lot of people will die. Uh-huh. So we do the other thing here, which is keep everybody inside, isolate them, stop the spread and hope that a, a, a vaccine and a cure come pretty soon. Hmm. Once you do that, then you can cure the people who are sick, vaccinate everybody else against it and we can come outside. Hmm. But if we don't get a vaccine or a, a, a cure soon, eventually we're going to have to start coming out. Hmm. And then those of us who have been protected and isolated mm-hmm. don't have immunity mm-hmm. and we can still catch it again mm-hmm. or catch it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we might end up back where we started. Mm. So at that point, you see that social distancing is not enough. Other things have to be done. When we're, it's time for us to come out of hiding, mm-hmm. we have to put down other policies in place to reduce the effect of potential reinfection. And while this is happening, we still uh, uh, um, have more people who are getting sick, right? Yes. So more and more of them will need ventilators and ICUs, which we do not have. How do we handle that, Chief Obofrimbo? Well, we have to get creative. Um, I, my, my first, and I was tweeting about this yesterday, I said, is, are we talking to China yet? Because China were the first people who had this problem. Mm. Now it has passed, so it's passing. Mm-hmm. So the number of sick people in China is reducing. Mm-hmm. So the number of ventilators that they are using is also reducing. They are having more and more free ventilators. Mm-hmm. Now, it's too late in the day for us to become ventilator manufacturers. We don't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. But we have places like China that have them and don't need them anymore right now. At this point, I have to mention, there's this fake news spreading on WhatsApp about masks coming from China and these masks being infected. That's um, absolutely not true. Yes, um, that's they, fake. They're, they're spreading that uh, image, that, that message with an image of a guy with a swollen face. My mother sent it to me by WhatsApp and I told her this is fake news. So if you see that on WhatsApp, it's fake news. Please don't believe it. These are people who are trying to make sure that you don't get the help you need when you need it. Back to you, Chief Yes, that's very correct. Um, masks are single use. There's no contamination there. Mm. But yes, so if we can talk to China, for instance, and say, look, we know that you don't need these ventilators right now, but we do. Mm-hmm. Please, can we buy them from you mm-hmm. or borrow them from you and pay something or whatever it is? We need that capacity now because right now, it's not we're not the only ones. This thing is coming to other countries as well. Mm-hmm. And look, there's no way all of us can start producing man- um, ventilators now. We have to just use the ones that are already there. Okay. So we have to start thinking about things like this and raising the money to do it. Okay. So there's... Um, a- a big question about about how effective lockdowns and isolation can be on their own, right? And you and I have talked about how policymakers need to start putting policies in place as the extra things they should be doing uh, if we were to come back out of isolation, come back out of hiding. If you were in charge, what would your other priorities be? The major priority that we're not facing now, which I would put in place, is what we see countries like South Korea doing, which is massive testing of the entire population. Germany as well. Yes, Germany as well. Um, that is not just people who have symptoms, mm. not just people who are suspected cases and contacts of suspected cases and all of that, mm. but random pop, um, testing in the population. So NCDC says that they plan to start doing something like this in the coming weeks, uh, that they, they're hoping that they can start testing, especially in areas that have high numbers already. So they're currently test, um, um, tracing more than 6,500 contacts, and they're saying that in addition to that, they also want to 
now start um, testing in high uh, number areas. What do you think of that? Good. It's a, it's a good first step. It's a good first step. But they have to understand that at this point, we must assume that the virus is everywhere. We can no longer act as if it's only in a few places. Let me give you a simple example. Hmm. So the, the president isolated three states. That's right. Um, two states and the FCT, Abuja hmm. here and Ogun State. Mm-hmm. And that's because of high number of cases in those states, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, Ogun State has still not been locked down. Mm-hmm. How many people in Ogun State have left Ogun State between Sunday and today? And where have they gone? We don't know. Um, 12 new cases today. Some of them are in Oshun, right? Yes. So Oshun is now a place with community spread. Some in Akiti as well. Yes. Now, um, why do we think human beings are not moving around? Human beings are moving around. They're everywhere. The problem right now is we have low reporting. And even among those that are reported, that like the 6,500 or whatever, how many cases they're they're tracing, Mm -hmm. we have low low levels of testing. Mm -hmm. We have less than 1,000 people um, confirmed tested, right? So at that rate... We don't know how far the virus has gone. So this idea that, oh, the virus is only in this place where we've gotten reported cases, mm-hmm. you can't act that way as a policymaker. Mm-hmm. It will make you too slow. So at this point, we need to expand the testing net to the entire country. Hmm. Do you think uh, we should be um, uh, importing more reagents at this point? Because a lot of um, experts like yourself that I've spoken to have talked about the lack of capacity uh, as one of the reasons NCDC is having serious problems raising the testing numbers. Yeah, but you know, the problem with that is NCDC, they have a lack of capacity, but they don't want to open up and tell us that they have a lack of capacity. Closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't say what your problem is who can help you the truth of the matter is that the level of testing has been abysmal absolutely abysmal we need to test we need to test in order to to, to survive this thing 5,000 Nigerians for every 1 million Nigerians right Mm. so like we're talking about tens of thousands of Nigerians here Mm -hmm. and at this point we've not tested up to 1,000 Nigerians Mm. and now we're talking about raising a capacity of 1,500 Nigerians a day even 2,000 a day would not be enough Mm. now we all understand we all live in Nigeria we all know government is broke and even when government has the money money is embezzled by politicians we all know these things we all know that the people at NCDC are professionals who are trying to do their job Mm -hmm. we all respect them and admire their work Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that they should not open up to us and tell us, look, these are our constraints. And then let us all put heads together and figure out how to solve these problems. You have the um, Alakijas and Dangotes and Otedolas of this world bringing out, saying they want to bring out billions. And I'm only just putting it out there. But let us, if we have an open, honest conversation from the experts about where their lapses, what is lacking, what the gaps are, mm-hmm. then that money can be targeted in a better way mm-hmm. to solve those problems. Mm-hmm. Not this of, oh, we have everything under control, oh, we're going to test, we're going to test this. No. <laughs> so you're saying government should test more. You're saying government should invest in hospitals as well. Government should also put in uh, 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 lockdowns, right? Put in place lockdowns and take care of the economic impact, right? Yes. But we both know that government is broke. You've said that, I've said that, even though my listener will disagree when they're calling right now and they'll say, how can they be broke? They're buying cars for themselves. They are wardrobe allowance and things and things. Government probably doesn't have enough money to do everything that it needs to do with this pandemic. So what do we as individuals do? The first thing we do as individuals is stay in our houses. Because... See, if your grandmother falls sick and she needs a ventilator, there is no ventilator for her. I'm not here to make you think about, think that this thing is better than it is or worse than it is. I'm just telling you how it is. There's no ventilator for your grandmother. There's no ventilator for my mother. My mother is, is, is over 70 years old. old. I've told her not to leave the house for any reason. She has to stay in the house. Don't interact with anybody. We all have to do that. We all have to, these things that seem so simple, like washing our hands, not touching our face, all of that. We have to take it all very seriously because it's the difference between, one, a minor inconvenience, or two, a serious hospital need that none of us can feel because the hospital is just simply not there. That's our first line. We just, each of us has to take care of themselves and each other because government is too weak 
to protect us in this situation. That's number one. Then number two, we all have to look out and see, okay, what are the particular challenges we are all facing and see how we can come together to solve those problems. Like we really do. We have to start thinking as a group and as a group that is separate from government because government does not have the resources and government, even when they have the resources, they much rather buy official cars for themselves. So at this point, we have to start saying, okay, what are our solutions? Oh, people are staying at home. People can't eat. How do we get money? Those of us who have some money, how do we put that money together to feed those who can't eat? Oh, we're not allowed to make movement. How do we... Um, co- cooperate with each other so that one person goes out to buy things for everybody and distributes. We have to start thinking that way, Nigerians. We're all now working from home and doing things from home. You're all on WhatsApp. You're all on social media. Let's you uh, let's not only use it for spreading fake news about what you should gargle and um, which mask you should not buy. Let's also use it to start coordinating group efforts. This is what we need to do now. We can't just keep saying government, government, government. We have to save our own lives. Chief of Ofrebo, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, Lagos, you listen to the special report, you listen to the elderly, you listen to my expert. Now we want to listen to you. What do you think about the current efforts to fight COVID-19? Are you ready to do what it takes in terms of social distancing? What can Nigerians do to fill the gaps where government doesn't have the resources? And what do you think about what the elderly had to say? 0700 993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. What do you think about the current efforts to fight COVID-19? Are you ready to do what it takes in terms of social distancing? What can Nigerians do to fill the gaps where government doesn't have the resources? And what do you think about what the elderly had to say? WhatsApp is available as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. I'm Sandra Ezagwasli. You're listening to The Big Hard Facts on Hard Facts. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Hello? Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh-huh. Richard, from the from Queen. Richard, go ahead. Yes. Uh, my my opinion is that uh, thank you for coronavirus. It has again exposed our government. So my my thought is that uh, let thank God all, all of them are old, they are old now. I want the coronavirus to keep all of them. No 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 please. Yes. Okay, well, when we say that we are all entitled to our opinion, we understand. But it is also really very important that we articulate our thoughts and express ourselves. Um, We do not allow such language on the radio. When we listen to the big hard facts, we try as much as we can to, you know, think about all the important questions and provide answers. That is the reason why we engage everyone. So I am going to take a breather, try as much as I can to go on a short break. When I return, I will head back to the phone lines. Please, we do not use such language on 99.3 FM Nigeria Info. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. You've listened to the special report, you've listened to the elderly, and you have also listened to the expert that she spoke with. Very loaded interview. Now, we would like to listen to you. What do you think about the current efforts to fight COVID-19? Are you ready to do what it takes in terms of social distancing? What can Nigerians do to fill the gaps where the government doesn't have the resources? And what do you think about what the elderly had to say? 0700-993-993-993. Tell us your name, state where you're calling from, and go straight to the point. Hello? Hello? Hello, you're live. Hello? Good evening. What's your name and where are you calling from? Good evening. Good evening. What is your name and where are you calling from? Monday calling. Calling from Ijegun. Monday calling from Ijegun. Go ahead, Monday. Yeah. Well, the only thing is that if the Nigeria government feels that they don't have the money to, to copy, uh, I mean, to feed the public, but I said that if any individual that I have also let them contribute, they don't make it work for the government. Hmm. But the only thing is not that bringing out my friend. Bringing out is one, but utilizing it is another thing. Because hmm. we have had this down without number. Hmm. Bringing out is no problem. But utilizing it is the issue. God bless you. All right. Thank you very much for your contribution, Monday. Monday says bringing out it's not the problem. Utilizing it is, in his opinion. Hello. 
Hello? 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 Well, I'll take some messages on WhatsApp while we await more calls via 0700 993 993. Hello? 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 Good Hello. afternoon. What's your name Hello. and where are you calling from? I'm calling from Moway. Moway? You're welcome. Go ahead. Yes, sir. So sorry about that. I'll take some messages on WhatsApp before I go back to the phone lines. David from Ibeche is asking um, a question. He says, is the social register a secret register? He wants to check for his name in the social register. Um, this message is from, okay, no name attached to this. He's talking about the slow spate of testing in Nigeria. Um, from my area, he says, okay, people in Amukoko are still walking around. In fact, the street is packed with people. He says he doesn't think we can achieve anything with respect to isolation or social distancing and is calling on the government to act quickly to save them. Comrade Val from Shomolu says, God in his infinite mercy and wisdom will surely protect and comfort his children even in this lockdown. He ends with, with Shalom. Mr. Val is not, you know, Mr. Val is not taking chances. He's going spiritual. This message is from Dennis Onwanasi from Suleri. He says, he went to buy PMS at the total filling station today. Their meter is still 125 Naira. He asked the attendant why they have not affected the new affected the new pump price as was directed by the government. The guy was mute and did not say anything till he was through with me and I left the station. He says on the issue of the army, it's unfortunate that our leaders are not transparent in any form. I think he's going back to some of the stories on um, the big three, but we are discussing the big hard facts and asking very important questions. A special report produced by our award-winning news team. We're looking at the elderly in these times and asking how will they survive? This question is from Mkemin Shasha. She says, you can see how hatred is making someone to wish his fellow human being evil. Well, we understand that, you know, people can allow their emotions get the better of them. But it's important that we point out that, you know, you are not allowed or permitted to, um, you know, uh, articulate your thoughts and express yourselves in such a manner on 99.3 FM Nigeria Info. Uh, Maki from Lagos is saying, okay, he's thanking myself and Sandra for the eye-opening program and he's talking about electricity in his community. He's complaining about the billions that have been raised uh, from uh, people who pay for electricity but yet no power. Uh, this one is from... There is no name attached to this, but he says the basic systematics are not here. No health infrastructure, no education of citizens in the field of health, ICT research and policy making ETC. Instead, long age corruption crippled with the, has crippled the country and put the citizens in poverty of the mind and stomach. So who will bail the cart now? This one is from John from Ijegun. He says uh, he doesn't know why we are saying our government is broke. If the president is sick, the government will spend what they can to put good hospitals in the country. There are many ways we are still generating money in the country, but what are they doing with the funds that have been generated? Um, okay, Olamide says, the lockdown is really affecting us in Ikorodu. Agbede fewa kesi, because the little cash we have, because the little cash we want to live with for two weeks, we'll be using it to buy fuel due to power failure. He says we should appeal to the discos to restore power in their community. Michael from Ikorodu said, I thought the FG is working on conditional 20,000 for households. Let them channel it to the right uh, places. Uh, the next question is oh, the, the Kenny from Lekki says, uh, the guest mentioned that the pandemic started in December but that it would appear like government wasted time in handling this situation. Thank you very much for your message, Kenny from Lekki. I'll head back to the phone lines, take some more calls before we wrap with WhatsApp messages. Hello? 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 Good afternoon. Good evening, sorry. What's your name and where are you calling from? 
My name is David Ocher. I'm calling from Ijaniki. You're welcome. I'm calling from Iran. You're welcome. Go ahead. Yes, please. I want to know. We have been told that this uh, COVID-19 has no cure. Right? Yes. Then, how are we being told, again, that some people are being discharged from the hospital? Now, let me explain how it works. Um, yeah. If one tests positive, you go through, when you notice the symptoms and one is put in isolation so that you can check the spread, they okay. administer medication to treat or manage the symptoms. Yes. So while you're managing the symptoms, it is expected that your immune system would help you fight it so you become better. So okay. when after that particular process and you become better and tests are carried out and you test negative, then you're very good to go. Okay, please. Is it possible for us to know the kind of symptoms one will have and then perhaps the person can take himself to be tested? First, you check your temperature. Yeah. Then there is also dry cough. Yes. There's also body aches. Body aches? Yes. Yeah. You also have headache. Yes. You also... And just basically, once you notice that... Uh, you know, you are experiencing symptoms, you should just check with the nearest or just reach out to NCDC. Okay, please. Uh, is, is it associated with loss of appetite? I would get, I would try as much as I can to get the exact information and get back to you on that. All right. Jo uh, please, one, one other question. Okay. Please. Don't be annoyed. All right. Uh, we have been uh, talking about this social register. Is it possible that you make it clear to us? Because most of us do not know what social register is all about. Okay. We can talk about uh, this uh, VBN uh, in the uh, bank, uh, with the bank or something like that. But this social register is a strange thing. The social register is a codification of, you know, information of vulnerable Nigerians. And the idea is to reach out to people and help them get through, you know, difficult situations. Right now, the Honorable Minister of Humanitarian and Disaster has said that in Abuja, the federal government has commenced the distribution of 20,000 Naira. So we're certain that it is going to get to um, various parts of um, uh, Nigeria. So the federal government has a list of the poorest Nigerians. And, you know, going through this process, they are going to distribute and reach out to Nigerians. So quick one to answer some of the questions you asked me about um, symptoms of coronavirus. If you experience sore throats, cough, yeah. dry cough, fever, and body aches, try as much as you can to reach out to 08,000 Corona. And you can also send a direct message to the NCDC. 08,000 Corona? Yes, 08,000 Corona. Okay. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you. Hello? Hello? Yeah, the guru. Mr. Christopher Wuka from Surulere. Thank you, my brother. You're Mr. welcome. Sandra, thank you. When uh, Double Chief uh, Andy Oboforibo was speaking, uh, the guru, you know they said two people died? Yes. Oh, so sorry about that, Mr. Christopher Wuka. Please, if you could call us back to make your contribution. Hello? 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 Hello. Hello. Good evening. What's your name and where are you calling from? Is this uh, Nigeria Info? Thank you very much. 99.3. Uh, okay. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name and where are you calling from? I'm uh, Mrs. Uh, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. What is your name and where are you calling yes, from? This is uh, uh, Emmanuel Upright calling from uh, Olodia Papa. Upright Emmanuel from Olodia Papa. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Yes, I want to contribute for this uh, this program. Please do. Yes, uh, I I want to say something that, uh, you know, all the instruction that they've been given to Nigeria for this uh, coronavirus, and uh, it is very, very good that we have to obey the instruction because we're not supposed to neglect and also take it grantedly because this disease now is very, very uh, deadly. So that's what I want to contribute. And also, the other hand, please, I am begging Nigeria because... We are not appreciating what God has been doing for us with all this, uh, all this why. 
Now, why people are, you know, want to be altered the word that is not genuine? God, we are not even appreciate. Even the way the God is helping on for this country is where this uh, colonial virus is began. Why this is such a thing? If it is a business started to kill everybody now, can anyone stand and talk? Please, please, I'm begging Nigeria, please, let them stop. They should not speak any, uh, any evil word against anyone that... All right, thank you very much for your contribution. Sandra is a question. You've heard the people, and I mean, it's interesting that a lot of Nigerians are showing interest and expressing themselves with respect to the big hard facts. I'm very certain that together as a people, we are going to get through this. Indeed, Chukodi. Thank you so much for all you do uh, for hard facts. And thank you, Lagos, for being a part of the conversation. You just told us what you think government needs to do more of. We also talked about what you felt about the opinions of older Nigerians as far as COVID-19 was concerned. And then we also talked about uh, the latest efforts by the government to fight the disease. On the glass ceiling today, we gave you a classic episode of the glass ceiling very soon hopefully i'll be back in the live studio giving you a new episode of the glass ceiling on the big three we talked about the army redeploying that general who spoke about the war on boko haram remember the video if you missed it we played it on the show today let's talk we also talked about um the government's relief efforts for covid19 they're bringing uh, down the price of fuel again it's now 123 naira 50 uh, 50 kobo we also told you that nepa will not be increasing their tariffs yet. Oh, we found out as well that Ikeja Distribution said that uh, they will not be disconnecting the lights of people who have not paid their bills for a while, uh, for the lockdown period, not for a while, for the lockdown period. And I just found out as well that Humanitarian Disaster Minister Sadia Farouk has flagged off the disbursement of uh, 20,000 Naira conditional cash transfers to the poorest of Nigerians as directed by the president. The minister was at Kwali Central Paypoint in Kwali area of Abuja today, earlier today. Uh, th- this was contained in a tweet by Bashir Ahmed. Bashir Ahmed is the president's um, uh, personal assistant on new media. If you get on his Twitter, you'll actually see that tweet. So that's that's happening. That's part of what the government is doing uh, to relieve uh, people of all of the wahala this lockdown is causing. I also told you that uh, government plans to increase COVID-19 and you talked to me about how the lockdown is affecting you. Let's do it all again tomorrow, shall we? Tomorrow at 3, Hard Facts returns. It starts with the big three. So don't miss any part of the big three. Tune in as soon as it's 3 o'clock. I'm handing you over right now to the news at 6. After that, Leadership Insights with Dr. Max. Until tomorrow, I am Sandra Ezekwesli on all of my social media handles. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Sandra Ezekwesli. Those were your hard facts. Lagos, good night.